0: Right, so we are praying for nations and authorities. About 18 months ago, I had the privilege of traveling with Dylan to Romania for the first time, my well, first time in my case. And we traveled overland to the charity known called the River of Life near Timisoara. It was uh, an eight day trip, um, glorious autumn sh- sunshine all the, wa- all the way and we were able to deliver some walking aids to that charity for distribution throughout the whole country of Romania and also do some practical work in, in that time. It was a particularly special to me, not just because it was the first time I visited a co- that particular country, but because it was a country that I had prayed for some 30 years before. In the momentous year of 1989, I was part of a prayer group in another church long before I came to Gillingham And we prayed specifically for Christians who were living in countries where they were persecuted. And at the time, that mainly focused on the former Eastern Bloc, the Communist Bloc, behind the Iron Curtain. And during that year, if you're old enough to remember, regime after regime came down, some in more peaceful ways than others. East Germany, Poland, Czechoslovakia as it was known. And eventually, right at the end of the year, on Christmas Day, the dictator of Romania, Nicolae Ceaușescu, was executed, and the process of healing for what was the poorest country in that, that Eastern Bloc was, be a, was able to start. As things turned out, subsequently, we discovered that we weren't the only prayer group praying for Romania, that nationally and internationally there were groups. Uh, around the world praying Lord don't forget Romania. as other nations are healed don't forget Romania and he didn't and the process of healing was able to start during my week there there were signs of the backwardness the poverty was, was still visible but also great signs of healing and, and change God does have a heart for nations as we saw in the scripture at the beginning Can we find some specific prayers for the nations and for their authorities in the Bible? Well, there's not much that is specific in the Old Testament about praying for other nations. Moses intercedes on behalf of his nation several times. And it's clear that Abraham was meant to be the father of nations. So it's clear that God has got a worldwide perspective, that world is to be blessed through Israel. But the references seem to be more implicit than explicit. However, when we get to the New Testament, there is one prayer which is sp- very much explicit. In fact, it's a biblical command to pray for all people. And it's found in 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Where We read the following words. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness this is good and pleases God our saviour who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth now just for a few moments I'd just like to break that down that, that a command Um, that Paul issues in the letter to Timothy. Firstly, how should we pray? Well, basically all types of prayer. There are four words used in this passage. The first one, translated in the NIV, is petitions or supplications in other versions. And whilst there's a lot of overlap between the types of prayer, it's generally agreed that this refers to specific needs. It may be our own needs or other people's needs, and these are needs which God can meet through the agency of human beings. So God may prompt someone else to be the answer to the prayer, he may prompt us to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. For example, in the first century, there was a famine in Jerusalem, and through Paul's letters, God prompted other churches to give generously, and the famine was uh, was dealt with and um, relief was provided second word is just the word prayers which seems a very general word but these are to do with requests that sometimes only God can meet directly there's not a lot that another individual can do, it could be that someone is um, heartbroken, suffering from a terrible experience that they don't understand and nobody can explain to them only God can meet that need, it could be a a prayer for wisdom revelation Supernatural comfort. Only God can can I- intervene in that sort of situation. And that would come under the very broad title of prayers. We've looked at intercession, the third type of prayer, earlier in this series. These are prayers for other people. It's where we stand in the gap and pray on behalf of other people. But the word here carries a hint of boldness. Being prepared almost to be dare I say cheeky, um, being prepared to interrupt God to ask for a favor. It's the same idea as you get in Luke 11 where you have someone who has um, a friend visiting him late at night and has got nothing to set before him and, and pesters a neighbor, wake, wakes them up to, to provide some, some bread, um, some food for his friend who's, who's visited. And the word used in that passage is, really means shamelessness really being prepared to be bold, perhaps a, bit, a little bit risky in, in asking for, for prayers, which may seem a bit too much to ask, but the Lord would persuade us, be prepared to ask for something quite bold. And finally, thanksgiving. The word there is eucharistus, ristias, which is obviously we, we've got the word for, which many churches refer to um, for communion, giving thanks for Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. So, different types of prayer. For whom? We could ask. Well, very clear in this passage. Firstly, it's for all people. And the emphasis here is not literally everyone in the world without exception. It would be impossible to know everyone in the world without exception and, and to know their needs. But all without distinction. Any type of person. No one is excluded whether by gender, by race, by, by nationality, about by background, all types of people are to be prayed for. And then it mentions those in authority. And that's a, a tricky issue, because it means the godly and the ungodly. If we look at briefly very famous couple of verses on pray on being subject to governing authorities, it's clear that it is better to have bad government than no government at all. Romans 13, one and two says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. That is not an easy verse to swallow. Does that mean we should pray for bad, incompetent, corrupt, or downright evil governments? Well, yes and no. Yes, because all government is of God. It is an institution set up by God. So a government has either been placed in power by God or has been allowed by God. No, we don't pray for them this in a sense that we do not have to agree with every single policy of a, a government and it may be appropriate that we even oppose that policy peacefully or pray against it. The early church leader Tertullian who lived towards the end of the second and the beginning of the third century explained it like this. I think this is quite helpful if we allow for the different vocabulary from the time, he said, we pray for all the emperors, that God may grant them long life, a secure government, a prosperous family, vigorous troops, a faithful senate, an obedient people, that the whole world may be in peace, and that God may grant both to Caesar and every man the accomplishment of their just desires, and I put deliberate emphasis on the word just desires. Not every desire, if it is according to God's will, may their will be, be granted. That's two points to mention here about praying for governments which may not be particularly godly um, and whose main, um, they may be atheistic, for example. Um, they may have different overall aims from, from that of the gospel. Firstly, Jesus makes it quite clear that we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children. We're not perfect, we're not flawless, but we know what is good for our our children. In the same way, you may have even the most evil of regimes can still do good things. When I went on my trip to Romania, the reason why it was practical and profitable to achieve that trip within eight days was because a large part of the journey took place across Germany. And virtually the whole of that that chunk of the journey was through the autobahns, the motorways. And when were they set up, the Autobahn? During the Nazi era. Even in the most evil of regimes, they can create things which are for good, even for selfish purposes, but it is certainly something used for good. Secondly, it's helpful just to have a quick look at the context of praying for the emperor in the first century. Julius Caesar was assassinated, it's reckoned in about 27 uh, BC, and such was the outcry of this horrific event that there was a lot of prayer offered up to, to Julius Caesar as to a god. And subsequently, the the Roman emperors were prayed to as though they were gods. The emperors were elevated to a status far beyond what was warranted. God calls us not to pray to the emperor, but for the emperor. If we pray for for someone, an ungodly ruler, someone someone we perhaps don't like, someone we perhaps wish was not in power, we are reducing them to their right and proper status. Just a man, just a woman, instead of elevating them to the status of God. If you don't pray for a leader, you either elevate them to God's status, and you end up praying to them, because your adoration for them is so great, or if you're not so keen on them, you have an irrational fear of them, as, as, as though fearing a demon. And it's no coincidence. Straight off this passage in 1 Timothy, that there is an affirmation following that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. It's very, very clear. Getting things into proportion. Every person, ruler, or common person is to be prayed for. Why? We can ask. Well, three reasons. One, this may seem really basic, but prayer is good. Worth repeating, prayer is good. The Greek word kalos means good, virtuous, honorable, profitable. In this context, it suggests something that is morally good. It's the right and proper thing to do. It's not just a habit that you develop as a Christian. You come into a church building and you... You've become a Christian, you've joined the club, you learn the rules, this is what you do, we pray. You join the golf club, you know, learn how to swing, swing a golf club and hit, hit balls. It's more, more than just a rule, it is what is absolutely good, thoroughly and totally good to pray. Later on in, in 1 Timothy, it says, There's great gain in godliness. Proverbs 14 says that righteousness exalts a nation. And prayer is an essential part in promoting righteousness. Even if it's just prayer for ourselves. And as we are built up in the, in the faith, all of us at some stage will have an exp- the experience where those around us who do, do not yet know the Lord are restrained by our presence. I was on the tennis court a few months ago playing mixed doubles. Nice harmless little game. And my partner said something, which I didn't quite catch just as well, because she followed it up by saying, oops, I shouldn't say that in the presence of a religious man. Looked around wondering who she was, who she was referring to. And that's just a, one of millions of trivial little examples around the world of, of restraints of language. Multiply that across the world, and the world starts to change more and more and more on the local level as well as the national level. It is inherently, morally, good to pray and that's what we're going to do in a few minutes' time. Secondly, it's pleasing to God. The NIV says it pleases God, but in fact, that's not the best translation. It's not actually a verb when it says it pleases God. It's an adjective and there's two parts of the adjective in Greek. It means completely and acceptable. Utterly and completely acceptable to God. It has divine approval when we pray to God. Irrespective of the quality, in inverted commas, or maturity, or length of prayers. God says that our prayers are like incense to him. They have a beautiful smell. They are attractive. And if we're not sure about how attractive they are, we can ask God to guide our prayers. Now you'll notice that when it says our, our prayer is completely acceptable, that two words are added. It says, God our Savior. Why this title? Is it just a bit of decoration? Or well, Paul could have used any one of a number of titles. Our God our Rock, God our Provider, God the, the Eternal One. Lots lots of titles. He chose our Savior. Because that's what God does. God saves The very name Jesus means God saves. And it's not just in terms of our eternal destiny, whether someone goes to heaven or hell. It's bringing God's kingdom on earth, bringing healing, bringing restorative power, doing good. God has the desire to save and the power to save, but he needs to to do that through our prayers. And finally, it has a purpose. God wants all to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Now, not all will come to a knowledge of the truth. Not all will be saved. But there will be an impact of our prayers, of of healing. In some languages, the word for to heal and the word for to save is exactly the same. It's almost like it's part of the same process. So people we pray for may not necessarily come to faith in in Jesus and and be born again but there there may be a measure of healing in their lives and those around them through our prayers and that's what we're going to do we're going to be praying for various situations around the world now on the screen there is a list of prayer points coming up some are fairly obvious um, And some are a little bit mysterious. I'm going to set up a few prayer stations. One is going to be here. I'm going to turn this lectern around in a second. So you can come to this prayer station and pray. And I've got some sheets here. Some are some big sheets. And some little sheets. The big sheets refer to the first four prayer issues. Elections. Almost every weekend, somewhere in the world, there is an election. However free or fair or unfair it is, there is an election, and we need to be praying for them. There are four countries around the world in which there are either parliamentary or presidential elections taking place either today, tomorrow, or in one case, yesterday. When I did my initial research, I was told it was the 1st of March, but probably because they were forgetting about the leap year, they got the date wrong. there's one country where they had the election yesterday. It doesn't matter, they still still need, need prayers. You won't know what those countries are unless you go to the prayer station. And we'll use the two pianos, this lectern and probably some, somewhere at the back, i ask for some volunteers to help distribute them in a second. So there's, a, there's a big sheet which has got, you can pray about that particular country and its election, that the, the right representatives would be, uh, be elected that there will be a fair process and that God will guide those who are in power in those, those countries. And then there, there are various prayer cards, smaller cards, for uh, different issues that are outlined, outlined there. Why four countries? Well, four is a, is a number of completion in Scripture. In Revelation it talks about prayer, about... Um, around the throne of God there will be people of every tribe, tongue, people and nation and there are many instances of four items being mentioned perhaps based on the four um, points of the compass north, south, east and west and it just so happens that with these four countries they are on four different continents so if you want to find out um, what these, these countries are you'll need to go to the prayer stations hopefully that's enticing enough well, maybe maybe it's very very off-putting okay we've gone a quarter of an hour or so um, until our formal end-